0: Welcome back, episode 53 for two and the Tackle, welcome back guys, thanks for tuning in, um, you know, today we're going to go over, maybe, probably talk a little bit more about uh, the Origin, uh, talk about the Roosters versus the Storm, and you know, the upcoming matches for this week coming, you know, Teamless Tuesday's been announced, so we'll talk about some of the footy games as well, anyway, hope you guys enjoy, please. Yeah, right, let's kick it off as we do, we'll start with the reason why we have a game, you know, the ones that lay the foundations, lay the platform, you know, the front rows, we'll kick it off with the front rows and their trials, so um, to kick off the round, we actually had a double there from... Tino Fasua Malawi. Now, I know for the Gold Coast Titans he best there, but occasionally for the Gold Coast Titans he plays up front. But as we know, when he played for Queensland, he had an absolute blonde for Queensland on Wednesday night. He was playing the front row. So we will be adopting Tino Fasua Malawi. Uh, Corey Hallsborough, he got pushed up in the front row. Now, occasionally he might play in the second row, but he is a genuine middle. And with players like um, Joe Starpani, uh Adam Elliott, you know, they're probably going to be the third eight, um, ahead of someone, say, like a Corey Hallsborough. Now, he did start in the front row anyway, so we we're classing him as a front row, so he scored himself a try, so so brilliant work to him. And then uh, special mention, Adam Elliott. You know, he's in the other middle as well. Now, I did mention him as a third eight, but sometimes he might have to push up to the front row also. So, you know, a special mention, not a front row as a try, just a special mention uh, to Adam Elliott. And then Josh, Josh sorry, Yoshi. Josh Aloy, he scored himself a double as well. His opening try against the West, no, the Warriors. They played the Warriors, and uh, yeah, so five tries in totals by the front was very, very impressive there after the Origin uh, week. You know, the front row, they come out and they kept their standard, they maintain their standard. Five tries a week—that's all we're aiming for every single week for the front row. You know, sometimes we exceed that, and you know, on the rare occasion when it's needed, we score less than that. Only when it's needed, though. So, you know, big mention to the front rails. Uh, Wade Egan, he actually avoided a dummy file. He scored a try out of the dummy file, almost got himself caught there. Uh, but no, 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 good on him. Uh, With any other dummy files, I want people keeping an eye out for those dummy files. You know, a uh, special, uh, not a special mention, just let us know. Tag us on the Instagram, or whatever. If you catch anyone card out of the dummy file and they don't screw a try, you bloody let me know and I'll, and I'll speak to them. I'll speak to the coaches. Uh, And I'll I'll speak to their player manager as well, you know, make sure that the message drives right home, you know, hits their back pocket type thing. You know, so uh, Roosters played the Melbourne Storm, you know, three days, was it four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days after State of Origin. Now, I've had a week to forget, if you could ask me. You know, New South Wales, we got beat on... Wednesday and then on Thursday or Friday, I think it might have been Friday, the Boston Celtics get beat at home to tie it up to make it two all in the series. Then South win, which was a heartbreak. You know, you know what South win it. And then the Roosters got beat by the storm, but a controversial game, which will touch them. And then they lost. And then um, today. Just to culminate in a week from hell, for my sporting teams, the Boston Celtics go down to the Golden State Warriors today, which um, you know just just sort of amplified the week that I've had when it comes to my sporting teams. Now, the Australian soccer team, they managed to get a victory, so that was a little bit of joy, but they're not a week-to-week team. They're not a team that I follow around all the top. They just come up with the news here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, yeah, they managed to qualify for the World Cup, but, you know, personally, I wouldn't be losing too much sleep if they didn't lose the World Cup. But just quickly on that example, actually, I was saying this a little bit earlier today that, I always feel that the Australian media or the expectation of the Socceroos uh, is a little bit too high, you know. It's not like they're the Australian cricket team or the Australian rugby union team. Maybe not, the, you know, they're not obviously that good, but they're expected to make the World Cup every single time. And if they haven't made a World Cup, that's a failure. Sorry, I think I've got some, one kid actually causing a scene. apologise about that. Um, but yeah, back to the Socceroos. This like Graham Arnold today was a penalty goal away from getting sacked. Now he has the opportunity to go down as one of Australia's greatest ever soccer room, coaches. You know, you know what I mean? Because apparently, apparently, we've only won two games at a World Cup. So if he wins a World Cup match, he goes to the same category as a Gusevich. He goes in the same category as a Pimberbank. He's Australian. You know, we've got Ange Postecoglou who's killing it over there in the uh, Scottish Premier League, you know, winning it for Celtic, shout out. And then Graham Arnold is able to, has an opportunity to put himself in the top shelf as Australian football managers, as they say. A penalty goal away, because if he did it, he was going to get sacked. So it makes a little bit, doesn't make full sense to me about... um, one, the expectation of the Australian coaches, but two, or the Australian team, but two, like how coaches 10 years determined on a World Cup campaign when Sometimes they can perform poorly. I'm not saying that they couldn't have performed poorly, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes a strategy or a game plan doesn't work. It doesn't mean he's not the man for the job, it just means that that plan that they chose for that time didn't work. Come on, give them a break. Anyway, uh, they got through. Uh, which was pretty exciting a game for Australian soccer in the terms of the soccer fraternity. Uh, but we're on to the Roosters now. On of the Roosters, they got people in the Melbourne Storm. Now, realistically, they should never have be been the Melbourne Storm. I actually thought it was going to be a 42 nil drumming. But sometimes, um, and, and that's only because the Melbourne Storm usually turn it on against us. They're not usually a team where we get an easy win against them. It's very rare for the Roosters to get an easy win against the Melbourne Storm. But on Saturday night, that was our opportunity. That was probably our one time we we're going to get them on the storm on a day off. You know, because it's very rare. It's it the bigger teams, the better teams, that they have a day off. We got them after Origins, so it could have been a little bit hung over there for Munster, a little bit hung over there for Caffucci, uh and Xavier Coates, who wasn't playing in the end. <coughs> um, we got them at a time that you know it's quite lucky for us, really, in hindsight. Uh, but there are a few moments in that match where I actually want to um, touch on. Firstly, firstly uh, Suwali. I can't say it enough. I'm absolutely obsessed with him. But he he saved the try that should never have even been saved. He shouldn't have been given the opportunity to save it, but he did. And once he got given the opportunity, he saved it because he's a weapon. right? Uh, but in saying that, I personally don't think he saved the try. The rest did. so in the end that classifies it into a safe try. But I thought he got it down. Like how, how long is a piece of string sometimes when it comes to how often, how long do these guys get to put the ball down? And he put he ended up getting it down. So I don't understand. Uh, or oh, I think they might have tried to justify it about by saying the ref had stopped it by the time he put it down. But I don't think that happened when I watched it. But they heard the replay, so maybe that did happen. Uh, Which is an interesting one, because I've never heard of that one either before. That's the first time I've heard of it being defied by the referee, when he stops it. Another story for another day. Uh, But then, there was a trial that was taken, that was disallowed by the Roosters. Now, the kick went up, I can't remember how it all unfolded, but the kick went up, and Tupou went up into the air to try and catch it. he realized he wasn't he didn't want to catch it whether he couldn't catch it for whatever reason it didn't matter he had decided he was going to pass the ball on or propel the ball to a teammate of his because he did not for whatever reason but he didn't want to or didn't think he could he decided he was going to progress the ball to a teammate now when you progress the ball to a teammate that is classified as a pass. I don't know anyone else, whatever else you could call it, but if you're intentionally making the ball go from your position to a teammate of yours' position, that is dubbed a pass, not a knock-on. A pass. Right. That's a clear point here. Is that he was trying to pass the ball to a teammate of his. Now you can't tell him how he needs to pass. You didn't coach him at under-16s, or under-6s, sorry, or even under-16s. A pass is getting the ball from you, your possession, to someone else in your team's possession. That is a pass. So he's gone up. He's gone to bat it into a teammate as a pass. That's a pass. He's trying to pass it from himself to another teammate. Don't tell him about a pass. You can't tell him about a pass. And then it goes to Joe, but he catches it on the chest because he was being passed to because Tupou was trying to give him the ball as a pass, so hit him on the chest. He gets the ball, he runs around, scores a try. And then they said, they went and had a look at the video replay, said no try, video replay, and said it was a knock on, but he was trying to pass it. So I don't understand. I don't understand how you can call on a forward pass and just call it a knock-on. Why don't you say that for all the other times people try and pass it. Oh, knock-on went forward. He knocked it on. Look, how do you try and justify that this one's a knock-on? He tried to pass it. He didn't try and catch it. He didn't try and uh, hold it. He wanted to pass it, so he passed it. And I'm sorry, but you can't define to him how he passes the ball because he's played for his country. He's played for his state. He's three premierships. I'm not going to tell him how to pass but fucking seems like the referees want to start teaching people how to pass now. You know they can't even bloody get their own, own do their own job. they yeah, they're trying to tell the players how to bloody pass. No, no. I just think that was robbed. That was robbed from us that shot because Tupou knew exactly what he was trying to do. Now if he called it forward, called it live, and said it was a full pass, full pass. But he did. He went to the VRF and then they tried to claim it was a fucking knock on, but I ain't because he intentionally tried to move him from his position to a teammate and it was his. To a teammate of it. and it hit him on the chest. I don't care what you're saying. hit him on the chest. He was trying to do it. You know. All right, on that one. That was robbed from us. But, on the flip side to that, the score was 18 20. Yeah, it was 18 20 to the Melbourne store. They were front. And Sam Walker back to that analogy of comparing, not analogy, comparison to towers, to Luke Towers. That's exactly what he is. He can just like, he finds himself in the pocket or sometimes he finds himself in that chaos, that chaos between first receiver and the defensive line. He finds himself in there and he can see space like maybe other people have seen. But not only can he see it now, maybe all the other players can see it. But he can actually put a kick. He can put the ball there. It's almost like he's cheating, and he's actually just like, oh, here's the ball now. Just trying to catch it. But he does it with a kick. He did it for the try that he scored, where he managed to step back, grubber, and then found managed to get on the other side of Kamakamitha, who, after Kafusi scored a try, ran over and called someone a cat or something, which. I thought it was a little bit strange coming from a guy who's first grader, played plenty of first grade, probably represent Fiji at the World Cup at the end of the year. But that's about it. You know what I mean? You're saying that to the guys who's the captain of New South Wales, who's also won back-to-back premierships. Um, but that's another story for another day. Um, yeah, so he managed to, you know, Walker managed to get on the other side of Kamakamitha there. Um, and he, he spotted that chance with maybe 10... Just under 10 minutes to go, puts that kick through into Panua. How see again? He's playing so good, he's putting himself at all these opportunities. But again, you could argue he actually costed us the game. But why are we going to blame this? Why am I going to blame him? Not you guys, sorry, this is me, why am I going to blame him for putting himself at an opportunity to blow the game? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not blowing up at, at uh, Nate Butcher, or I'm not blowing up at uh, Paul Boborowski. There actually I've been blown up about him but I wasn't blown up about him there for dropping the ball, blown up at two because he's the one who puts himself there, so you know, I've gotta give him credit there but he had to catch that. Like I just think to myself sometimes, why even bother running and putting yourself there if you ain't gonna catch it? Like what else? What do you want? What do you want sometimes when it comes to catches? Like do you want it to drop in apart? Come on, mate, like Uh, Those are the ones you've got to catch. He catches that bag trial. we go got 24-20 and then we hold them out. Now, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Maybe Kifusi scores that soft trial but I think that soft trial comes off the back of us realising that an opportunity to win the game was gone There, we lost it for ourselves. Uh, Melbourne still weren't at their best. I I want to make that clear. But at the same time, as Roosters players, that's probably where they felt that that was the opportunity to get and they sort of lost their way, they had a lapse of concentration, or, I don't want to say it, but potentially could have even sort of shut up shop and, and given up on the match and allowed uh, the Storm to run away with it. Uh, because, I think they may have even scored one more time after that, I'm not sure. I could have a look at the video ref. Let's go have a look. Uh, no. No, they didn't. So, well, the rest of them about. Now, the thing is, I've been very, very sceptical and very, very tentative and um, unsure about the races but they've actually been playing really really well they've had they've had a tough competition the last you know five to seven weeks i spoke about it there was a seven week period where they had the panthers twice Parramatta twice and the Melbourne storm and within there i think they may have had uh the sharks and the raiders so there was some tough competition in there and of the guys of the next tier the sharks and the raiders are right up there um so yeah, but they have been actually played pretty good. Their defense sometimes can be quite uh, brittle on its trial line. On our trial line, we can be quite brittle, which is a little bit worrying. Because when we when we um, had Cooper Crock, I want to say that's probably a bit better. When the Roosters had Cooper Croc, our defense on our line was absorbent. That's how I would have described it. You know, as absorbent, we we're able to to. Uh, contain them on the trial level. we're able to make sure that we always had have numbers there and I don't know if this transition of this new six again has made it difficult for the Roosters, our squad, whether it's defensively, you know, maybe we're getting old, whatever it is, we haven't been able to really maintain that same steel that we had prior to the changing of the rule. And I still, I'm a fan of the change. I, I don't think it, I don't think you know that's bad for the game the way that it's gone. I've actually liked the tweaks that they've made to it as well, and yeah, maybe maybe that's what it could come down to is that the Roosters haven't really found a way to be able to um, react or retaliate to conceding a six again, um, which has taken them time to sort of catch up. But other than that, though, they actually uh, do play quite well. They they are always pressure, uh, pressure, pressing, which. Um, Means they've got to have a higher error count, but they also score a lot of um, exciting shots. Even if it's not exciting, they, they ask a lot of questions. They continue to ask a lot of questions. Continue to ask a lot of questions, and we are getting a bit better, you know, week by week. But you know, when we come up against like teams like the Panthers and Parramatta at the moment, still those mistakes we 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 uh, it ends up costing us. It ends up being a situation where they can make us pay for those, those poor errors that we've had. Um, actually, another game that I do want to talk about was the performance by the Broncos against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, the Broncos were down at halftime, which I was surprised. I, I, I wasn't really sure, to be honest. I, I thought the Raiders might have won because Ricky's actually got the Raiders playing really well at the moment. Uh, but I think this is more of a credit to how well the Broncos are playing because the Raiders were coming home with a wet sail and they had they lost Adam Reynolds who uh, maybe not defensively is, is good is like you know helps out their defensive line with his own defence but how he actually helps about is about relieving or being able to apply more pressure to the opposition with his kicking game and so they didn't have his kicking game but they made the most of Billy Walters kicking game and just, you know, whatever he was able to do, they made sure that they made the most of uh, the opportunities when they had Canberra down at their end. They didn't, they didn't, and that's what I couldn't say about the Roosters after the Tupinua ultra, or the No Trough for that matter. They didn't give in. They didn't snap or break. They actually were ready. And and you could see that a a little bit was from confidence. A bit of it was from experience, and what comes with experience is a better gas tank. And so when you combine all three of those, experience, gas tank, and confidence, it's a a recipe for not necessarily winning a competition, but a recipe for putting yourself in the top. You know, I think they've got to be, you know, Looking at second place, or third, they're in the top four, and those are the types of performances. Is where, you know, you get ahead by a try, and you just hold that. You don't look to try and uh, force the issue. There was a few times with the edge back rollers, and they were Polynesian ones. I'm not sure if they're Maori or not, but there were some brown followers, and they managed to poke their way through the defensive line, and look for the offload. Now, that is normal. That's what you want backgrounds doing, is looking for the offload. But if the offload isn't on, and when you're in a position where you're one score up, you actually need it to be on a platter. It can't just be on. When it's on is when you're in the game, when you're looking to try and keep pressing in the game. But the position that they're in and the situation that they were facing themselves in, they had to maintain that one That one. Uh, score possession or that one possession or the one score lead, whatever you want to call it. Um, so looking for that offload and having the discipline to be able to hold it in and go to ground and remember the game plan is to complete the set. That's the game plan. Our defense, if we stay solid in defense and are willing to get you know, let them get their fifth tackle and kick, we can do that too. And they were committed to that cause and they ended up getting the victory which i was quite impressed with and it, and it it goes further to this way where teams are actually all starting to figure this out and it's the idea of the arm wrestle is the first part of the game you need to be willing to have the arm wrestle once you get into that arm wrestle you go back and forth back and forth and if you can get your opponents to break first, that's the first try. Sometimes in that uh, that uh, process of getting into the arm wrestle with an opposing team, sometimes teams might drop the ball, relieve the pressure. So then the team who is willing to get into the arm wrestle actually haven't needed to and were able to put on a try. And then it can sort of, like occur like that for both teams. So they're not actually able to really see an arm wrestle, but sometimes you can see an actual contest of teams actually getting into a situation where they're looking for their opponents to break and maintaining it. The difference between the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm is they can combine that aspect of going back and forward with a team by asking you thousands and thousands of questions both offensively and defensively. They actually take that arm wrestle to a whole new level. Whereas all the teams that are sitting from the Broncos down to maybe about the Roosters just at eighth place and the Roosters might be lucky to scrape into that that conversation of they're actually able to go back and forth, back and forth. And once you give them a shot, most of the time, they'll take it. And that's that's where the next group of plight teams are, are at the moment. I feel, whereas that top two, the Melbourne Storm, when they're on, obviously they didn't have they didn't play that style of uh, against the Roosters. They actually gave the Roosters plenty of opportunities to win that game, uh, but and I think that just shows where the how good the Melbourne Storms are. It's another indication of why they're a contender for the cop this year, is that they didn't play their best and they still managed to beat the Roosters. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they were doing it against the Tigers or they were doing it against the Titans or the Knights. They did it against a team who who have actually been playing really well themselves lately. So, um, yeah, I was quite impressed with the way the Broncos managed to finish that game out. They had a long period of, I think it might have been 15 to 20 minutes where they had to, where they went into that battle and they came out down there, which was quite good. And it's good for like, I know this might sound a little bit strange, but yeah. Um, maybe it's because I grew up with them being the best, but I always feel like that they've got to be one of those teams that can win any game. Like I said this about the Bulldogs. I've said it about the Bulldogs. I've all That's how I feel like. with Rugby league's at its best, in my opinion, when the Bulldogs can turn up and rock and roll with any team in the competition. They don't need to be a top four team. They do need to be a top eight team to be rocking with them. But like they could fit around that fifth or sixth, but come up against a top team and they'll rock it with them. Maybe even beat him. And those, the last time they had that was with Josh Reynolds. Once he left, they never had that again. They never had that again. So, you know, and that was a shame that he actually left. I wish he'd actually stayed at the Bulldogs. I said that when it happened as well. Anyway. All right, so the Roosters this week, they have the Parramatta this week. Now, interesting contest. We beat them last time. And I have a little bit more faith in the Roosters this time against Parramatta than I did last time, only because we beat them. Uh, but there's a question mark, I think, over Keery, and There could potentially be a question mark over Walker. Now, that could be just me being fearful. They have been named, so that's a good sign for Roosters fans. Uh, not so much a good sign for Parramatta fans. Uh, but Parramatta, well, they, they got touched up against the Bulldogs, which is something to be worried about as a Roosters fan because they're going to want to try and you know, bounce back from that. And they do have a solid side. I'm just looking at their team now. They've got Sivo, who looked like he hadn't played for a while, didn't he? And he looked like, you know what he looked like? He looked like the winger when he first came into great, which is fine. You know, he's just come back from an injury. I don't think it will take him as long. So it took him a little while to actually make an impact on the NRL. And then it took even longer for the NRL to respect the impact he was making. And when I say the NRL, I actually mean maybe just me. Sorry, so apologies there to Sivul. Uh, uh, and the Roosters, we've we've dropped the Momorovsky. He's not named in the seventeen. He's named at twenty. We've got uh, Tyrone May and Adam Kieran. They're also named in the squad. Adam Kieran, I thought he played well when he played for the Roosters. they have got with Billy Smith named in the centres, so I'd say he'd probably be. be the center with Tupo and Suali and Joe Muddy on the on the right hand side. They've been they've been playing pretty good together. Joe Muddy he's he's really uh, we've actually found the way that he likes to play for him. Well not that he likes to play, I don't know, but we've found a way to get him more involved and in the way is I think he's just been giving a license to sort of get his hands on the ball, get involved wherever he needs to get involved. And because when he does get involved, he, he is a uh, difficult customer to contain, really. You know, he's strong, he's fast, he's evasive, he's got good footwork, but he's also got a he's got a, a deft little kick where Chippenu is good on the weekend from that. Um, he's got that deft little kick, so he's got the vision. We haven't seen the, the flamboyant or the, the... Not flamboyant, the subtlety or the elegance of play of him actually we haven't seen that, right we haven't seen him be elegant with the ball play. but that's fine that could come in time again i've said this a thousand times before as well but I, if he does stay at the roosters i would love to watch and see how uh, rombo uh, develops him even so it would be interesting to see what rombo's plans would be for A player like Joey Manu with the situation that we have with uh, Suwali coming through and Tedesco already in the team. Um, That would be interesting to hear from Robbo. One day maybe I might be able to get him to explain it to me. eh? You never know. You never, never know. Um, But the match of the round, I actually think, is going to be the Broncos up against the Melbourne Storm down there at Amy Park. I think that's going to be the match of the round. It's Friday night, so that'll be cool. Oh, the Dragons and South on Thursday. That'll be pretty good. But for me, it has to be match of the round. Actually, the first three matches are going to be awesome. So first game Thursday night, Dragons versus Robitos. Then it's Manly versus the Cowboys. Storm versus the Broncos. That's Thursday and Friday. Um, and that's got to be a cracking night of football on Friday, actually. Uh, But I think the Cowboys will get nearly easy. They're playing too well. They've also got uh, Lelua. Is that his name? Luciano Lelua. He's uh, been picked up by the Cowboys. The immediate release. Tigers. What's going on there? Just get the Walker brothers in as well. I heard them this morning on the radio. Get them in. Give them a team. Look at that last game to round it off. The Bulldogs versus the Tigers, that's a crack What a crack-up. Now, the Gold Coast Titans are at the bottom of the table. They were a pass away from the second round of the semis last year. Now they're at the bottom of the table, you know. I'd, keep, I'd stick with the coach. I like the coach, Justin Holbrook, a little bit more time. You know, and you know, when you have a coach, when the coach is able to cement himself or, you know, keep himself safe at a club, it actually allows him to be a little bit more ruthless with his, not ruthless, actually, a little bit more calculated with his decision making. It allows him a little bit more time to uh, reap the benefits and the rewards of some of the foundations or the work that you put in at the start. So, I wouldn't be sacking Justin Holbrook just yet. I, don't, I wouldn't be giving up on on his tenure. That's it. Where they talked about the Tigers giving up on uh, McGuire's tenure, which. I don't know if Maguire's fully cut out anymore or going to be, you know, one of those guys that can make a bad team better. I don't think he's going to be like that. Uh, But at the same time, I don't really get when they talk about they need to go in another direction. Like, if you don't have that direction, you can't go into another direction. I don't understand what their direction's going to be. It needs to be the Walker brothers. The Walker brothers need to be... The next coach in the interim, we need to see, we need to have that answer, we need to have that itch scratched. Simple as that, anyway. I think we might uh, call that a night tonight. Uh, yeah, absolute pleasure chatting to you guys tonight. Uh, you know, hopefully, the Boston Celtics they can manage to. You know, get that Game 6 victory, you know, maybe mock a little bit of assistance by the referees to send it to Game 7. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hopefully, hopefully, whatever, whatever it takes. You know, come this far, we'd love to be able to get the championship, but we've got to worry about Game 6 at the moment. One game at a time. Uh, Roosters up against the Parramatta Seals, so one game at a time. Fingers crossed. I do also think the names of the team, the origin sides will be picked uh, after this game. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? What is it? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hang on. Anyway, yeah, I think it is. Anyway, much love, peace. Be good to your mother. Be good to your father. Be good to your girlfriend, boyfriend, and your kids, aunties and uncles. Much love, peace. We out of here.